episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 154, and today we are here with my boy Mang T of the Very Co. Mang, what's up, brother? What's up? Thanks for having me. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you coming, man. Um, while we're on this Rona lockdown, dude, yeah, I'm just crazy. I'm just trying to get as much pods in yeah. as I can, dude. Yeah. So it's a uh, I'm on pod mode, and I'm glad that it worked out, dude. We've been trying to get you in here forever. Definitely, it's been. I, I mean, I'm away from work for a couple weeks, so have some time yeah hell yeah dude so before we get any further uh can you just let people know uh quick who you are and what you do yeah um my name's mang um from uh, el monte california i guess people know me from the the frs scene the frs community yeah um just a car enthusiast hell yeah dude i was just thinking about that i was going through your instagram and looking yeah. at the the cars and if you scroll down you see this is an era of car yeah. this is another car yeah. this is another, and i totally forgot that you had the frs yeah but uh how, how did that go for you dude i remember dude. when the frs came out like the um the community it was uh ah motherfucker hold up dude i gotta Phone for the Google number. Is it really? Oh, so it, yeah, yeah. So it'll ring through there. Yeah. I've had it hopping on a pod and then they just keep calling back uh-huh. and back and back. All right, let me make sure that I. My bad, bro. You're good. So yeah, the FRS community, it's crazy how like that one chassis, it just spawned so many different, you know, influencers and, right. and things like that and opportunities. A lot of people came up from that car. Yeah, yeah definitely. Huh? So yeah. um, when did you first get the FRS? So I got it uh, two weeks after the release date. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my brother got it the first uh, week before the release date. Yeah. So it was, uh, they did the, a big thing that they sold the first FRS to one of the SoCal guys. Uh-huh. But my brother actually got it before that even came out. No way. Yeah, I think because I was working at the dealership at the time, and my brother had connects through, like, Toyota and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was able to get it at so that time. So was that the same one that they built for SEMA? No. That was a that different, was different one? one? Yeah. But your brother was a part of that one, right? right. The yeah. the yellow one, the Ooh. Super Street one, Super Street yeah, one, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. What year was that? That was like 2015, 14, 15. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember that yeah. one. Dude it had the ITBs and such yeah. in it. That, that was, was cool. That one's crazy. So, what made you fall in love with that chassis? So, on um, before I got that car, I I was actually that's when I moved back to California. Yeah, I just went from Atlanta. Got you. Um, I sold my Type R. And then I was out here and I was actually looking to get another Type R. Uh-huh. And then uh, when my brother got it, I wasn't really into Toyotas at that time. And then I ended up driving his. And I was like, man, this feels like my Type R. You yeah. know, this is like, this is a newer car. I wouldn't have to get uh, worried about getting stolen or any of that. I was like, maybe, maybe it's a new platform I could try out. Yeah. You know? So um, I had an IS300 at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, I sold that and... Within a week after I posted it, I sold it, and uh, that was my down payment for the FRS. And nice. Took off from there. Yeah, I ended up buying one for a little while. Yeah. Actually, my guy that just left, the guy Alex, yeah. uh, he has my old um, FRS. I remember that. And he uh, he hooked it up pretty good, dude. It looks yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, every time I see him, I'm like, damn, I want that car yeah. back. <laughs> 
But I got that from Ryan, yeah. and Ryan was going to do a 2J swap in it, but you know how that shit goes. Right. Business gets too busy and stuff right. like that. And same thing with me. I bought the car, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do tuck it. I'm going to do this and yeah. that. And the just business just got too busy, and I couldn't do anything with it. Right. But I would definitely like to have another one of those again. Yeah, those cars are really fun to drive. Yeah. They, they handle really good. Yeah, it was a dope car, man. But yeah. it's crazy, dude, just off of that one chassis. It's just It seemed like that was um, like a stimulus for the uh the community you right. know the import community when that chassis came out right it just blew up man yeah. um so when you got the car did you notice that this was going to be something that was going to be big i think yeah because um at the time my brother worked at five axis design you know what that is no uh troy he uh he built all the um the cars for for lexus and toyota the pre-production cars okay um like prototypes mm-hmm so they did a FT86, which was the to become the FRS. So my brother helped work on that. Wow. So he kind of knew about it before it was coming to the States. Yeah. So he uh, he kind of gave me a heads up about it. And he's like, man, this might be pretty big. Because yeah. the original plan was to, to make something to like for the A86 mm-hmm. crowd. And it was their first rear wheel drive to come back out. Um, it was fairly priced. Um, low horsepower, like stuff that people wanted yeah there was nothing out on the market at the time so i think that's why it did good yeah so um before we get to all that i want to uh i want to rewind a little bit so where were you born and raised at so actually that's a good story um i was actually from lakeland florida that's the same place that reynolds is from andrew reynolds no way yeah so i was actually born in the same hospital as andrew reynolds oh shit yeah, so it's shout out dope. to reynolds yeah man. definitely so that was cool. So Florida, and how? where did you end up after that? So after that, I actually came out to L.A. Okay. Yeah, when I was 15. Uh-huh. And then... Um, so until 15, you were in Florida. Right. Really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. What was that like? That was... It was cool because the South, you know, like you can raise a family. Um, you can go out and play with kids and it's it was the norm, you know? Yeah. The s- Southern hospitality, it's, yeah. it's different, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm thankful that I grew up in that you know so uh-huh. there's a lot of stuff that i learned from from like florida and then that was up until 15 when your mind starts to change you know and you start to grow up um to come out to la it's it, it was awesome you know so what made you come out to la so my uh, my dad's side of the family all lived in california at okay. the time they all owned restaurants and stuff and then uh they offered my dad a restaurant to take over oh wow and then my dad's like let's go like like we have nothing better. Yeah. Let's just take off. So it was uh just you, your dad and your brother? And my mom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so just all family. four of you guys yeah. just came out. Yeah. What kind of restaurant was it? It was a Chinese like fast food. Gotcha. Kinda like a Panda Express, but it was like a little ghetto version. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. It was it was busy. The dollar joints? It was kinda like that. Yeah. yeah they was, have them here in Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Those are the best, yeah, bro. Good. It was actually an, on Crenshaw Boulevard. Too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so moving from Florida to what city in California? To Monterey Park. Okay, to Monterey Park. Yeah. What what was the, the big difference that you noticed offhand? Everything. Actually, because uh, I probably only visited maybe twice before I actually moved out here. Mm-hmm. Um when we decided to move like we came out for i'd say two weeks and then uh as soon as we went back my dad's like yeah we're gonna move mm. like within two weeks <laughs> yeah. my dad sold everything oh wow we packed up, we packed up our car and we, like we drove here yeah to take off 
Wow. So we were, it was like kind of unexpected at the same time. Like I, I didn't want to leave. Like I didn't, I didn't le- ever leave Florida at that time. Uh-huh. So I was like, man, this is going to be crazy. Like, <laughs> like what is, what's going to happen? You know? Yeah. Like I have no, f- I'm leaving all my friends here and then starting in a new place. You dude, 15 is a crucial age. Dude. That's damn near in the middle of your high school years. Right. You know, if you've been there since you've grown up, yeah. probably have all kinds of, you know, shorties that you're, you're trying to get with. <laughs> Yeah, so one's on the list like friends that i knew since like kindergarten <laughs> up until like ninth grade you know like yeah. you, you see them grow up <clears throat> yeah but yeah so i came Shit. here and started so i i finished ninth grade in florida okay and then i came here and started 10th grade um, finished high school here so that was a, definitely a big change so yeah. high school sophomore year sophomore in year. la right was that shit like uh like the gangster's paradise or it what was, was it like yeah, it dude? was crazy it was in montebello california it's like close to east la yeah um actually when i first uh went to school for orientation um like i had family members like that tell me like oh you can't wear like these certain colors and mm. just because like they were scared you know and, yeah and i didn't know anything about it um i got hit up me and my brother got hit up the first day and was like where are you guys from and i was like what do you mean like where am i from yeah like, I'm from florida you know <laughs> And it was crazy. And then they're like, all right, they just left us alone or whatever. <laughs> and I, I didn't know anything about getting hit up or all that. Yeah. You know? I was just like, what the hell? But um, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, How'd you know I'm not from <clears throat> here? What do you mean? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> <Where right>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was crazy. Yeah, you know, for, for me, that's just like a normal mm. question, just being born in SoCal, yeah. you know? But I could just imagine if you're not from SoCal and yeah. then you come to school here, like, hey, where are you from? I'm like, uh, what do, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just like some innocent dude like you don't know the difference you know you don't yeah. know if they're they're after something else or yeah it was yeah crazy. so uh so what was school like school was dope i mean um it took like i'd say like a couple weeks before i actually like really talked to anybody you know just because i wanted to get a feel of like being in school with in california yeah um, just meeting new, new people you know yeah so at that time were you um were you skating i was so i started skating when i was like to eight or nine. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So since you grew up in the same city as Reynolds, did you ever run into him at I any actually parks? I did. So my brother would skate with him all the time. No so way. Andrew used to come to my house, and I was beginning. I didn't know anything of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my brother used to go like skate with him all the time. They graduated from the same high school, um, and I remember this clearly. Like Reynolds had a red EG hatch, and he used, to, he used to come to my house and just park it, and then they just go street skate no yeah. fucking way yeah oh my goodness it's, guys if you're not familiar with skateboarding uh reynolds is like jordan yeah definitely. <laughs> he's the best whoa yeah. how what's the age difference between you and your brother five years five years yeah. okay cool cool yeah. cool damn that's so, wild so five years my of course my brother didn't want to take me out with him and i was just like a little kid starting yeah. you know so like he was doing his thing he was like in his teenage years so uh-huh. you know they want to do their own thing so, but I used to see him like come over and hang out. He, so they were close to the same age. Yeah, they're. Wow. I think they're maybe a year or two difference. Yeah. That's wild, yeah. bro. So this is before Baker and all. This that is before. Shit, right? So he was on Airwalk. Okay. Um, he was on Burr House. Yeah. Um, he his mom or his parents lived maybe ten minutes from us. So Dude, yeah, it was sick. Like watching all those old video parts. Like those around my house. Like like the era was, was wow. dope. so he used to get flown out like he was always good you know yeah 
but he used to get flown out to California because that's where all the big people were, you know. Yeah. Um, he used to go back and forth, and and then every time he was back home, he'd just come out and skate, you know. Cause Dude, that's rad. Back then, it was like everyone's homies. Like, yeah. You skate, like let's go, you know. Yeah. It was it was none of like the social media or any of that stuff. Dude, that's so crazy, <laughs> Reynolds, bro. Right. Damn, it's my favorite skate video, Dude, Baker Two G. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's my yeah. shit. Yeah, it's crazy too, cause growing up, like, like he remembered me and stuff, and then once my brother stopped skating, that's whenever I really picked it up and started skating a lot. Um, I remember going to Reynolds' house, um, and then he'd just kick over a boxes of shoes to me. No way. Yeah, and like just like I would just stop by his house and say what's up to him, you know, because yeah. uh, one of my friends like lived down the street from, him. so anytime I was over there, like let's go say what's up to Andrew, you know, let's see if he's skating. Yeah, and he's always been cool about it too. And then one day it's just like he kicked over shoes, he's like yeah, these are for you, and I was like no way, it's like wow. the Reynolds twos. It was like three pairs. It's like dude, so stoked. <laughs> You know, that's so crazy because that feeling that you had, you just gave that to C2 yeah, right that, now, dude, you know? And that's the whole reason, like, I wanted to do that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, every time that he just gets some new gear, like, he just throws it on yeah. right then. Like, he's skating <laughs> yeah, right now in the back with the hoodie that you gave him, man. That's awesome. So stoked. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. So when you got to California, what did you think of the skate parks out here? Dude, I hit up all the skate parks because I was skating pretty good at that time. Like I used to be, I used to ride for like skate park at Tampa at that time. Okay. So at 15, I was doing like all ages contests at Tampa. Um, I used to help out, put stickers up on ramps and stuff. So um, I was familiar with like skate parks, the whole California scene. Everyone like looked up to like skaters in California mm-hmm. at that time. Like it was the place to be, you know, yeah. if you wanted to make it in anything. Um, yeah. This was, this was it. So that part of me was like yeah i'm ready like let's go hell yeah so when i first got out here my cousin would would like he didn't know anything about skating but he's like he knew where these parks were you know yeah so he'd always just take me he's like like i'll take you you can do whatever you want you know and then we'll just take off and then so we hit up like all the parks around and back then there was maybe maybe five you know around Mm -hmm. the area okay and then just got familiar with those and skated those and then that's how I started to meet people in, in school, you know? Yeah. From skating? From skating. That's so, dope. And those are the same dudes that I still hang out with to this day. And really? It's yeah. Yeah, there's something about skating, dude. It's not just a regular hobby. Right. You know, it's it's literally like a lifestyle. It definitely is. And before I got into cars, that was the lifestyle that I was into was right. skateboarding. It yeah. was just, it was my everything, right. you know? From skating to video games yeah. to movies to magazines everything was skateboarding right. even in uh we had video production mm-hmm. and we would edit our own skate videos yeah, and video true. production yeah. um i don't know if you're in, in your high school they had like a, a morning news kind of thing well we would do the morning news and then at the end they would let us put like a little skate were you clip a part of that there well i was part of putting it together okay. but not of the skating right like, i sucked back <laughs> but i just loved it yeah, you know definitely. and then when i um when I got my license, mm-hmm. I just went full force into cars and just threw the skateboard in the trunk, man. And Same. I wish I never did that. Right. Because now that, you know, I'm getting back into it because of Christian, it's like, right. dude, I, I could wish. be in such a bitter position right now right. if I never quit. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's, but then too, you start getting different friends and these friends are into cars and right. not into skating. So it's kind of easier to fall off. But Definitely. now that 
Christian is skating, dude. We go out all the time. Yeah, I see He's that. motivating me, That's dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. it, man. He's getting really good really fast. So. It's crazy. It is. Yeah, and I, I think that like social media and all that helps out because yeah. back in the day, I, yeah. if I didn't know how to do a trick, I would just have to watch somebody do it. Yeah, you know, just but watch a video or something. Then I seen him when he started skating. He would go on YouTube and how to ollie or how to do yeah. whatever. How to's. Yeah, dude, yeah. that helps out a lot, man. Yeah. Definitely yeah does. so so it's dope dude the the passion of skateboarding it's there's nothing like it man there i isn't. fucking love it i think a lot of stuff that i know today is is from skating yeah especially the like don't quit yeah you know you just got to commit and do it All right because that's literally like life and death yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't commit you're getting <laughs> yeah. fucked up like right i don't want to come back for this like you got to do it yeah. yeah so um then when did you start uh getting into cars so I didn't get my license till I was 18 when I graduated high school. Okay. So that's when, well, my dad always had a mechanic shop in the backyard. So he always did like basic mechanic stuff, mm. uh, basic maintenance for like the neighborhood. Wow. So he used to work at a, a factory, uh, Pepper's Farm. They used to make the goldfish crackers. Okay. Yeah. So he used to work there and he could have retired from that place, uh -huh. but he was always into like fixing VCRs and he was always just like do it yourself or you know what very I mean? cool hell yeah yeah so he always did worked on cars in the backyard and i was always like around at the time uh -huh. and then uh my brother got into it and then my brother got more into like he was like you he worked at best buy he worked at circuit city oh no way <laughs> yeah the he car was, install yeah car oh, install. Sick. so he was he was all about like in-car entertainment and like doing systems and speakers and all yeah. that stuff right um and then when i got into cars it was more of like like hooking them up like more like engine work you know yeah so it was like three different stages of like mechanics you know? yeah so it was dope so when you're uh, about you know 15 16 your brother's about five years older than yeah. you what is he driving at that time so his first car was a toyota paseo paseo it was given to him from okay. my aunt he actually uh blew the motor uh he turboed it blew the motor uh-huh and then um, he threw a Japanese Starlet motor in it. Nice. So he his uh, he grew up drag racing. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to go to Orlando Speedway. Yeah, hell yeah. Do those drag events and stuff. How so, far are you were you from the Speedway? About an hour, hour and ten. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. We're directly in the middle between Tampa and Orlando. Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. So okay, okay. It was not far. Yeah. So they used to have a bunch of drag events there, mm -hmm. and then I used to go with him, um, his buddies and stuff. So. And the Starlet, isn't that motor pretty, uh, pretty popular? Yeah, like on the East Coast. Yeah, because um, I I think that a lot of people from like Puerto Rico and yeah, such exactly. use those motors, right? Yeah, the yeah. the road is that what a rotary one? I don't, I'm not sure. But they do a lot of rotary and things like that, yeah. Mazas and stuff in the Loud East Coast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah. Sick. So when he was doing that, were you going out to uh, to hang out with him at the races? Yeah, and stuff? I was. So back then they had a curfew, so we used to go. Um, I guess if you're under a certain age, you had to be in, in the house or whatever at a certain time. Really? Yeah. So huh. I used to go street races and stuff with my brother. Uh -huh. And then like, you know, when parking lots get raided by cops and stuff, like yeah. he's like jumping the trunk. Like, <laughs> so one time I jumped in the trunk cause the seats folded down and all that stuff. So I, I, I fell asleep in the trunk yeah. and then he, we, we drove home and just made it home and <laughs> he popped the trunk and I was still sleeping and stuff. And it was, yeah, I was pretty young at the time, but that's sick. Because I guess you you either get caught and then they call your parents to come pick you up and stuff. And like my brother wasn't trying to get in trouble for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I used to always go to the street races like that. So where would you guys go racing at? Um, I guess there's a place in uh, Tampa on this bridge. They okay. would just shut it down and 
just take off like line up and then just go at it you know yeah just like regular street races so when did you end up going to atlanta so i i left to atlanta a year after i graduated high school okay so about what 1819 yeah i was uh 07 uh-huh i left to atlanta yeah and what made you go there so my parents were um they they worked the restaurant for five years mm-hmm. and then their their goal was to save up money so they can retire back in florida mm-hmm. you know so um it was at that time and then i guess stuff was getting crazy here mm-hmm. and then they're like we're ready to stop working you know so we uh we packed up and uh i guess they were closing the whole building down where our restaurant was at it was like next to a ralph's and stuff gotcha. they're tearing down the whole building okay gotcha. so it was like do we start up another restaurant or do we just like take what we got and like buy a house, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. We, um, my, my plan was to help them like set up in Atlanta and then, um, and then just come back out here. Cause my brother stayed out here that time. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then, uh, um, I ended up going with them and then in 2008, like the market crashed. Yeah. So it was like a tough time for everyone. So it wasn't a good time for me to come back, you know? Yeah. Um, so I stayed out there. And then that was crazy too because um, I wasn't in school no more, um, and it was it was I was like, how am I going to meet people? You know, it's good, it's different. Yeah, especially when you're not in school. Yeah, it's like you're going to Atlanta. It's another big city. Like, how are you going to meet people? And yeah. what type of people are you going to meet? You know. So, and that's whenever I stopped like skating like that. You stopped? I did for a few years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. So my whole up until I was like 20, that was all I did was skate, right? Mm-hmm. So I was close to, um, I was, I was almost am. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. So I had, um, like throughout high school, I was sponsored and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, audio shoes. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was my main like sponsor right there. How did you get that? So I used to skate for the skate shop. Uh, they're still around Borders okay. in, in the malls. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, 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 no. So they have a few locations up in the malls. Um, they had a standalone shop in Montebello uh-huh. that we all skate, like used to go buy our stuff from. Uh, we, we all, like all the homies skated for that shop. And they used to throw demos and stuff out. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, actually skated one of their demos. And then one of the team reps from audio like saw me skating. He's like, dude, I'd like to send you some stuff. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Let's do it. And yeah. Then, so I actually rode for them for five years. Wow. Yeah. And that's then, dope. And it was to the point where they were starting an AM team. Uh-huh. And they had a list of maybe 10, 10 dudes like, all right, you guys got to film. You got to send me some stuff. And we're going to we're going to pick from there. And that was like close to like right before going pro or whatever, you know, and, uh, am you start getting paid. Um, I was getting free product. I was on a uh, board company, mm-hmm. like bearings. Like I was like all full sponsored, you know, yeah. like that's all I had to do was just skate. I didn't care about, well, I didn't, I didn't work or anything. So everything was just from skating, you know? Yeah. So that was cool. And then from there, then you just moved to Atlanta. Yeah. So yeah. After, high school i moved to atlanta you didn't want to stay with your brother no i did but he was like still young at that time too and he was trying to figure things out by himself yeah so So, um he never went to atlanta he stayed yeah he stayed got you got you okay so this is coming closer to the time that you and i met yeah so when you get to atlanta um what is life like and, and what did you do to like meet people right so whenever i left um i sold everything i had 
and uh, that's whenever I started driving and stuff, and I was into cars. Mm-hmm. So I, I picked up my first car out there, which was a 96 Integra. Nice. LS. Um, that was my first manual car, too. And then, uh, like, that's all. That's what kept me busy was building this car. Who taught you how to drive it? Um, my dad, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. So when I went to go buy it, um, like, I didn't know how to drive it, you know? And then I took my dad with me, and he knew how to drive stick. Yeah. And then I was like, you're going to have to drive it home. Like, he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> He gets in it and he's like, oh, it's, it's stick. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was kind of pissed because he didn't want me to have it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm paying for it. So <laughs> like, it's, it's there, you know. So, what made you pick that car? I've always liked the way they look. Um, like my brother, my brother had one before mm-hmm. and uh, he had a LS Turbo as well. Oh, sick. Yeah. His okay. second car was an Integra. Nice. And then ever since then, I was just like drawn to it. Yeah. I liked the way they looked. Yeah. They had power windows and all the, all this stuff. So were you into it, like into the, the Honda community or you just like that car? I did. So at that time I was like on Honda tech, I was on NWP. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. I was looking at all that stuff. And then, um, uh, I didn't, I helped my, my parents set up. They had a restaurant out there as well, but I started my, I got my first job and I started working at FedEx uh-huh. and that's funny cause, uh, that's when I first met Jay. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Jay Tamavong. Yeah. My brother Jay. Yep. What's up bro? Um, how did that happen? That was, that's funny because, uh, he used to work in, uh, in, um, he works, to, he used to work for Wells Fargo yeah 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 and then uh they had this like gated community or whatever where like employees parked and stuff yeah and then across the street was fedex mm-hmm. it was like the shipping place so um i used to see him drive the s2000 like yeah and i used to always see it and then um i used to circle like the cul-de-sac just to go see if, like he's out so i can talk to him you no know? yeah oh and shit. it was kind of like stalker you know because i was like on lunch break or something like driving my car around <laughs> And then uh, years later, Jay's like, man, I thought you were trying to steal my car. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, that's funny because I was just trying to say what's up, you know? Yeah. So he's always see me around and he'll see me on the streets. And then it led to like car meets and stuff. Like he'd see me at car meets. Hey, Jay's the real Toretto, bro. He is. Legit real ass Toretto, dude. I don't know what it is yeah. about Jay, but it's something about like, you know, his aura. Yeah. When you meet Jay, you're like, yo, this is somebody that I want to have in my life. Yeah, definitely. You know? He actually, it was crazy how that happened too. Cause he like, we, uh, we didn't really know each other. And then he was like, yeah, come hang out, come hang out with us, you know? Yeah. And that's when I was intru- introduced to everybody, you know? So w- what was that like? That dude? was, that was dope. Cause I was scared. Like I didn't know what was like, what kind of people they were, or, yeah. like what was going to go down, you know? But then they've done the same thing they've always done. They, they grill out and they cook some good food and they hang out with like baller ass cars, you yeah. know? And they were always like, because I hung out with a different crowd of like car people at that time. And it was more of the, like the underground street guys okay. that would do street racing and all that stuff. And at that time, I built my car up. Like it was, it was nice. And then, uh, so some of the, so Jay was like the, the team leader of like PGK, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, everyone looked up to those guys. Yeah. And then, uh, Oh, even your crew? Even my crew, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And everyone's like, dude, you're not going to get in there. You got to have baller parts. You know, yeah. you got to be like spoon this or like you got to have TEs and like all this <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It was crazy. And I was like, man, I'm going to get there one day. Yeah. So when I started hanging out with Jay and stuff and he just opened my eyes up to like quality parts. And yeah. Because I didn't really have anyone to like besides the internet. Uh-huh. Like I didn't know what like quality build was, you know. I just like working on cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's... 
that's crazy how I got into like working on cars is because like I bought parts, you know, and um, I was like, man, I can't pay someone to put this on for me. You know, I'm gonna have to learn how to do it myself. Yeah. I was like, I can afford these parts, but it's like to pay someone that's like double, you know? Yeah. And, like that's a lot of money. So that's how I started like working on cars and actually looking into it. So at this time when you and Jay met, what year was this? This was, uh, I'd say like 2008. Got you. Yeah. End Damn. of 2008. So that was close to when Jay and I met. Yeah. Um, so we've known each other for 10 years. A minute, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. even know you as Mang, dude. <laughs> I met you yeah, as Mowgli. Mowgli, <laughs> Mo- <Mosley, laughs> right? Yeah. What was that all about? That's what. So I'm, that's my middle name. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Jay's brother used to call me Mosley and stuff. So that's <laughs> that's how that came about. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember like the first time that we did end up meeting. You I, know, it's. I was looking at it too. Is uh, you used my car for your booth at Tennessee? Yeah. So, um, I sold my Integra Turbo at the time, and then I was like, I had a bunch like knowledge, and I had friends that were gonna help me at that time, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna do a full on build, you know, and then try to come up in the car scene. Yeah. I did a full uh, uh, K swap uh, four door Integra. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. I did a full build on that, and then my first event was with you at um ia tennessee really yeah i had no heat or nothing and it was cold that day and i drove straight from atlanta all the way to tennessee <laughs> like freezing my ass off you know and my brother was with me at that time too that's when you met both of us yeah was that i think i was still drinking at that time probably yeah because that was my first weekend um that was the, my first time ever traveling for uh downstar okay was um ia 2010 yeah the summer meet Right. Yeah. So I had met Jay. Well, I had met Bon. Um, mm-hmm. I met him because he worked with Chase. Okay. Yeah. So in 2009, uh, my first show ever was Nisei 2009 yeah. in LA. Right. So that weekend, um, Guillermo from GPR Auto, mm-hmm. he and I went and we stayed at Chase's house. Oh, sick. In uh, in the valley, um, Woodland Hills. So we stayed right there, and then Bon was working with mm-hmm. Chase. So I got to meet him and we're just talking. And then he was actually my connect into you know the South, mm-hmm. to the Midwest or whatever. And um, I was just talking to him back and forth. He's like, dude, you should really come out to Import Alliance. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, that's kind of like mm-hmm. a big move. You know, I got to get a flight and all that. Yeah. So then I ended up talking to Don and, uh, and we worked it all out. And then Bon and we worked out the hotel. He's like, just stay here. So mm-hmm. then I get... So then, before I end up How'd getting you meet there, uh, for, through through Chase, oh, okay. because he worked with oh, Chase, yeah, yeah, so yeah, okay. we stayed there that whole weekend um, for the uh, for Nisei. Okay, so we stayed there Friday night, Saturday night, and then went home on Sunday. So that weekend was fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. But I ended up meeting him, and then I end up the next year I ended up meeting Jay at uh, Ibach. Mm-hmm. So the Ibach is was usually in May at that yeah. time. So. Um, I forget who it was. It was like Jay Boone, um, Bon. I don't even really remember. Yeah. But I ended up meeting the guys in 2010. And then that's when I'm talking to Bon because I seen him in 2009. So I see him in 2010 again. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you should come out to Import Alliance. So then I ended up going there. And I flew in, you know, took the took the shuttle to the hotel, and yeah. I'm just like, okay. Where'd you fly into? To Atlanta? No, I flew into Tennessee. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so I didn't even know anybody really there. Oh, okay. So I was kind of waiting for Bond to come right. because he's in Tennessee. Right. 
So I was waiting for him to come because he was the only dude that I really knew. Like yeah. I've met him more than once and talked to him on NMP and stuff. Yeah. And then I seen Jay and I was like, oh, what's up, man? Because I met him before. <laughs> yeah. And then, dude, he just took me under his wing. And yeah. ever since then, bro, Jay's been like my big brother, yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, th- those were such great times, man. It was. That, w- that was a good event, too. Those those meets were always fun. Yeah. Like, that's what we looked up to, you know? Um, any of those meets, it, it was, that's what we built our cars for. Yeah, going out there, dude, and just partying. Because we had a four-hour drive, too. And so we used to roll pretty deep. Yeah. These cars, it was awesome. It was literally like the movies yeah. when you guys would roll up. Yeah. It was just like Toretto in the front and yeah. just everybody in the back just coming through the parking lot. That was it was fun. And then uh yeah, that was the weekend that it kind of clicked in my head. Like, hey, maybe we should uh, stop drinking. <laughs> yeah, because I stopped yeah. drinking a few months after that, dude. I was so fucking smashed dude. from those Tennessee par- the yeah, hotel parties. from the hotel yeah. parties because you know you get there and everybody's just drinking. Yeah. And you're like, all right, let's just party. Yeah, and doing freeway runs right. There yeah dude yeah if you guys never uh experienced that you definitely missed <laughs> out because the hotel was what maybe like six stories or something yeah. with the balconies facing right. the freeway the so yeah so you can see people they would set it up in the parking yeah, no. lot then just go yeah. and then just race on the highway that was cool. that was so cool man and um i remember it was that saturday night we're partying fucking drinking what have you yeah and then i went back to my hotel room and passed out and i wake up at like five in the morning from everybody banging on my door like yo we gotta go damn like oh shit but yeah those were great times man so um how was that atlanta life for you atlanta was dope like especially meeting jay and all that stuff yeah that was like the latter end of my time there but i learned a lot from those guys and i i mean i still hang out with with a bunch of them you know and i still go back to atlanta and see all of them oh do you yeah yeah. like stay with dino and and mike and all those guys yeah, yeah So, I mean, Jay took me under, and, and ever since then, it's been good, you know, especially yeah. with the car scene. Yeah, what's crazy now is that Jay's, like, two hours from me, and I never see him anymore, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's a shame, man. I really need to hit him up and just, like, set up a dinner or something like yeah. that. But you know how that shit goes, right. dude. You just get busy with everything. I Definitely. know he's super busy, right. man. He has his kids and his family. and Right. He's always got something going, going on, man. On. But, dude, I fucking love Jay, man. Shout out to Jay for yeah. sure. You should dude. get him on here, too. I would love to, yeah. man. I definitely definitely should get him on here because mm. we have a lot of stories together, yeah. bro. But, he, uh, <clears throat> he ran, like, Atlanta, like, import scene. Yeah. Everyone knew who he was. Um, anything that he would, like, bring up, it's it was there, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. Import Alliance, Atlanta, in the parking structure. Yeah. One of the last ones. Um, and... Uh, there was a line to meet Jay. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I think, I think my car was with you at that time. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I just had a little table because <laughs> yeah. at that time I was still trying to figure out booth things, you yeah. know, and I couldn't take anything on the plane. All you had me. was just a, a table. <laughs> yeah, so we <laughs> just a cloth set, on it. Set up the table. Yeah. You know what? It was it was little Ben. Yeah, he had because uh, he worked at like Southwest or something. Right. So he had one of the 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 blankets. Oh okay. So it was just a table <laughs> from uh from mike's uh crv oh, okay. you know how it comes yeah, with yeah. the table it was that table oh. and then the the cover on it right and we were rocking that for a little because we were waiting for the uh the table to come in dude yeah and uh <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> there was a literal line for people for to meet jay yeah just to talk to him and i was just like dude this is the coolest fucking guy ever <laughs> he was the closest to like fonzie that i've ever yeah. seen in real life 
yeah, anything he did to his car, everyone knew his car. And, yeah. And it was awesome, like, to see, like, he changed it all the time. Yeah. Like, he set trends for sure. Yeah, I remember that car um, when they actually drove it to mm. uh, California. Yeah. Eibach 2008. That was when it was yellow? Yeah, when it was yellow. Right. Um, did you drive down with them? I didn't, know. No. Yeah, they. I didn't know who they were, mm -hmm. but I I was actually, there's a pictures of me behind Jay's car in the line oh, yeah? to get in. Yeah. You were driving your car? The, the, the right-hand okay, drive. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know who he was or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. But it's crazy how all this shit works out, dude. Right. You know, just even us, bro. I've known you for like over 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Now. That's crazy. Yeah. Time we flies, haven't got man. to sit down like this and talk to each other. Shoot, so I know, dude. That's cool. And that's just how how life goes too. Yeah. You know, you know somebody for so long, but it's always just quick, like hi, bye. Yeah. You know, how's everything going? But right. to actually just like sit down with them and chop it up. Yeah. You know, out of all the Atlanta guys, like uh, Chubby and I have gotten like super close, yeah. bro. Yeah. Shout out to Chubby, man. I yeah. fucking love him. He's dude. always traveling and stuff too. I've seen him recently too. So. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he, he's always traveling, he man. Uh, he's not even just like statewide, dude. He's worldwide. Yeah, he he, he's very, uh, very cultured. Right. And sometimes when he and I get on the phone, it's hard to get off because <laughs> we'll just be talking forever, dude. Definitely. Chubby's one that I want to get on the podcast for yeah. sure. Even him being younger than me, it's yeah. still somebody that I look up to because he has so many experiences. Yeah. You know, him and Boone, and um, I, I love to see them doing mm -hmm. their thing. You know, even Boone with the uh, the CBD brand. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I got some right there, nice. dude. I use it all the time. Uh, shout out to that, dude. That was that was a really good part of my life. Yeah. The whole, like, Atlanta, you know, Tennessee. Yeah, that was a big part. Of, even though it was only five years of my life, I, I think that's a lot of, like, what set me up. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. So what made you leave Atlanta? Um it was just time to go um the economy was down yeah uh we my parents decided they wanted to come back so mm -hmm. <clears throat> we all took the trip and we we gave my brother a heads up and then uh at that time i s just started working at honda so i was a mm. tech at honda for a year and a half and then um we decided to move back mm -hmm. and then that's when i started working at toyota uh 2012 so you didn't try to work at Honda? So I was I was going to transfer to Honda at uh -huh. the time, but my brother worked at Toyota and stuff, and it was the biggest Toyota dealership. Got you. And he's like, I can get you in here for sure, like if you want this job, you know? Yeah. And I was like, might as well, you know, try it out. Mm -hmm. So um, it worked out. I mean, I've been there for, what, nine years now. Wow. Yeah. You've been back for nine years already? Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. Time flies. It's so crazy, <laughs> yeah, it man. Crazy, yeah. So, um, what city did you guys move back into when you came to California? To Alhambra. Okay. Yeah. So your parents had a restaurant in in Atlanta. What was right. that restaurant? That was just like a Chinese sit down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got you. Sit and then restaurant. when you guys all moved back to California, did mm -hmm. they open another restaurant? They didn't. No. That's when they're like, "All right, we're done. Like, we're just chilling." Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So now it's just like me and my brother working. Okay. Yeah. So w you started working at Toyota, and then um, what car were you driving at that time? Uh, that's when I moved back, and I bought a. My brother's friend was selling an IS three hundred. Okay. For pretty cheap, he said he just needed a down payment for a new car, and then so I got it for dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'm gonna drive this until I find something I want, you know. So I actually flipped it for like double what I picked it up for. Oh wow! And then that's whenever I got the FRS. So how'd you like that chassis? The which one? The um, IS. I loved it, and it was. Uh, I would have kept that, but that one was automatic. Mm. So at that time, um, 
I would have swapped it and put a 2J in it and did all that. Yeah. But the FRS came out and I was like, I can still get good money for this car. So I might as well just flip it and then throw it towards yeah. a new car. That car's probably nasty with a 2J in it, yeah. huh? Yeah. I bet, dude. That's why I bought another one because I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I bought a 5-speed manual, so it's, it's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Dope. So when you got the FRS, when did you start noticing that you can turn this into um, something bigger than it was? It happened pretty quick because, uh, like, me and my brother first had it. Mm -hmm. So like, I think we were, like, one of the first brothers to actually both have the same car, you know? Uh -huh. And then um, we knew, well, since I was at the dealership, uh, a lot of people knew that I had it. Um, and then there was a forum at that time, too, that was pretty big mm -hmm. that came out even before the car. Okay. So I was a member of that. What was that? That was, like, FT86.com okay. or some, some, like, forum page. <clears throat> and then uh, so I'd just always see, like... Um, whatever the thread was at that time you know just looking at it before i even got the car yeah and then we're honda guys you know like we're gonna buy something and tear it down yeah you know yeah. and i was like at that time like it was a brand new car but i wasn't scared to like mess it up you know yeah and you know how that goes like, yeah we can buy something super clean and the next day it'd be in pieces so at that time like i did that like i wasn't scared to i didn't like the factory wheels at the time mm. and and it came in a five by 100 bolt pattern. So there wasn't no wheels for that. Uh -huh. Not anything good at least. Yeah. So I, uh, first week I had like an intake, um, actually made my custom intake and then I dismounted the tires and then got the wheels power coated. And then, cause they're like a two tone black and silver. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. look weird. Uh -huh. I got them all powder coated, like some like cool silver color and then lowered it on some eye box springs and stuff. And then it just looked good, you know? Yeah. And that was probably like a week or two into owning the brand new car. Wow. So it was like maybe like <laughs> 50 miles on the car. And people are like, dude, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. And then uh, I was like, man, I'm just going to treat this like a Honda. And the reason why I liked the car too is because it was like, it didn't have that much technology in it. You know, yeah. there wasn't like all these crazy computers you had to bypass to like do something, you know, mm -hmm. it was like easy to work on, like cheap maintenance. Yeah. Um, it was a real wheel drive. And I wanted to get into a real wheel drive. I wanted to see what the... The whole thing was about you know as far as like you wanted to get into drifting or? at that time i didn't even know like i knew what drifting was but it wasn't like yeah i'm getting this car to drift you got know? you it was more of like like it was a new car like because the scion community was kind of weird because mm -hmm. they didn't have anything really that was like good yeah so they had like their own like separate community of like hooking up cars like the xps and all that stuff but it wasn't like the aftermarket support wasn't there you know yeah it's not like a honda and a lot of people like that's why they hated on them because like mm -hmm. they're trying to be like the new Hondas or whatever. But it wasn't until the FRS came out that all these companies actually um, started making quality parts for it, you know. And uh, we knew a bunch of people at that time. We knew like uh, companies that were looking for the car. So they used mine or my brother's car for a lot of their prototypes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. So we worked with a lot of good companies at that time, like Cusco with them. Um, like bracing and stuff mm -hmm. and then a lot of people like that didn't have that car yet because it was a waiting list when that car came out mm. it was like hard to get on you know <clears throat> and then we both had it so it was like all right let's let's like do this we um so i didn't when i first got it i probably didn't drive it that much because it was always it had someone shop mm -hmm. like getting parts made mm. or stuff like that you know and then um it just started to climb and people started knowing like who we were mm-hmm uh, people like I would update the forms just like in, like Honda Tech or something, you know, like this is what I'm doing to the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then people just started like 
damn, he's like, this is a lot of stuff he's doing. These are parts like he's getting made. Yeah. Quality companies that are backing it, you know? And then that we wanted to start like this community of like uh, quality like builds, you know? Same thing that like the Honda stuff would do. Like when you see someone like with a badass car, like Manny's using like good stuff. Yeah. So we wanted to do that with the FRS. We didn't want it to be like, like cheap parts in the beginning and then slowly start getting like good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we want to start out like making good stuff. So we, we worked with those companies and, and that's what like kind of, I think that's what like blew us up. Yeah. At time. Everyone knew us for the FRS at that time. And um, that's when we started FRS 86. Yeah. And then that like took off because, um, I mean, everything we did was... Cause my brother was more of the show car guy. He always like made his cars look good. Mm-hmm. I was, and then I did my first uh, autocross event with that car. And then that's when I was like, this car is fun to drive. Where was that at? That was at Auto Club Speedway. Oh, okay. In Fontana. It was like a, <clears throat> I guess it was the first uh, 86 Fest meet. Uh-huh. Yeah, are you familiar with the 86 Fest? And I've heard of it. I've okay. never, never went to it or anything like that. <clears throat> so that was a free event. And that was like all the 86s, all the FRSs. And it was just like a core, like 86, like, like car show. Yeah. And then they had like a free auto car, uh, autocross event. Okay. So I, I did that and I was like, man, this thing is cool. Like I want to be able to drive this thing like yeah. fast, you yeah. know? And then, um, I was, uh, a lot of the Honda guys that I knew at the time would, would always go to the track, like Loispec guys and mm, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then they invited me to, a actual track event time attack and i was like man i'm kind of scared you know yeah (laughs) and uh, i went out to that and i was hooked ever since what was your first experience like as far as what as far as like uh doing the autocross so the autocross is you're only staying in like maybe first and second gear and then it's you're not really gonna mess up your car because you're gonna hit a couple cones and that's it you Mm -hmm. know and it's like a short track so it was just like go-karting, but yeah. in your own car. Gotcha. And then it was, it was fun, you know? So I did one autocross event, and then I went straight to the tracks after that and just started doing that. Really? Yeah. So uh, what year is this? This was 13. 2013. Yeah. Okay. So at the same time, um, there's other guys that are popping up, FRS suit. It seems like, for me, from the outside of it, mm-hmm. there was probably like a group of maybe like five to ten yeah. like influential names that kind of made that chassis right. grow whether it was people <clears throat> like yourself uh doing r&d for other for like performance parts high-end performance parts or mm-hmm. wide body companies or things like that right. um was it at stay crushing yeah kilogram so I, I was, noel yeah um i can't think of anybody else off the top of my head i'm sure you know all those guys yeah but. it's been a while they're still around too and um yeah i met all those people at that time and and we all came together because of it you know and uh it was a it was a good thing so what was that like with uh, all of these kind of big name frs dudes what did you guys all work together or were was everybody just doing their own no, separate we, thing? we did work together because we were kind of like our own group you know like yeah because the car was still new and and I think we were the ones that that started it all, mm-hmm. uh, modifying and all that stuff. And and everyone saw that, you know. And those guys had a big following. Yeah. And uh, to see everyone, all those like top five together, you know, everyone's like, man, like looking up to these cars, you know. Yeah. 
Um, even Garrett too. I remember Garrett had uh, Jarbo. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he was his... like later in it. He oh, was it, it? Yeah, it was probably like the year after or something. Got you, got yeah. you, got you. But yeah, like Noel, he was one of the first that got yeah. it. He went crazy with it, you know. Yeah. He always had good style, and he had like uh, good wheels from the from the beginning, you know. Yeah. Didn't Noel come from like? I don't know if he had a Honda, but I always remember him with the the like the Honda, the heavy hitters of yeah. the Hondas. I mean, because he was with Phase Two. And yeah, stuff. that that's right. He was on Phase Two. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So I think he had a what, a Corolla at the time. Yeah. And he kept his SSRs, and that was five by one hundred. So once the FRS came out, he already had wheels for it, and then threw it on bags. Yeah. Like he was probably the first to throw it on bags, and I was like, damn. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that, dude. That car was fucking clean. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was that build was a little more towards like the Honda style yeah, yeah. builds. I like that one. Yeah. So you never went wide body on yours, right? I didn't. No, because like when I build my cars, it's because it's for a purpose of what I want to use the car for, you know? Got you. Um I knew that um going wide body it would sacrifice a lot of stuff like like being able to drive it every day. Mm-hmm. You need to throw something wide on it or double spacer just to get it to fit right you know and then i couldn't track it at that time with mm-hmm. the wide body just because it wasn't ideal mm. so i'd never did that and i always liked the clean body look so i just kept that i did more performance than anything got you yeah. so as the popularity started to rise what are some of the new um things that you would be able to get into like what other companies did you start working with and so um hotchkiss started making stuff for it and i was i was on them so that was a good thing with me and my brother that since there's so many companies out there, um, my brother took his, his way and went to different companies. Mm -hmm. And then I took, uh, my way and went different companies. And then we, we both built like similar cars, but we had different companies like on our cars, you know? So we got to test out both like, okay, I like this part on your car, you know? Yeah. And then like something on my car was better. And, and I, I got to test my car a lot because I was going to the track at the time. Um, so people were like, like following that, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just seeing a pretty car at the show or something. But at the same time, like, because I was building my car for a track, I would, I would be at every like car meet, every event, like FRS meet, you know, um, just to, to help it grow. Yeah. So I was like, I was up early at shows, you know, like up late at car meets and, doing all of that like everything i could like to help spread it you know and it was cool yeah it spread man yeah it, it definitely spread that chassis ended up becoming like an icon yeah you know, to this day definitely you know that 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 one chassis has a whole entire community yeah that's like an eg you yeah. know just like an eg but yeah. having its own entire world right which it kind of does but not to the level of yeah. an frs for so, sure I think uh, 2013 was probably our biggest year. Mm-hmm. Um, even that year, we started that uh, Cyan Tuner Challenge. Yeah. You remember that? Uh, slightly. So we won that okay. in 2013 into 14. So explain a little bit about that. So that was the Cyan Tuner Challenge they did every year for uh, SEMA. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So they have, what, uh, is it 90 days or something to build a car from scratch? Uh-huh. And then they show it at SEMA, and then it's judged or whatever. And that was the yellow one? That was the TC, the TLTC Sign TC. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, that gotcha. was a uh, that was me, my brother Noel, and uh, Bert. Uh huh. So like two brothers, and then we built that car. And we How was up, that? That was crazy, man. Because you have what ninety days to. There's no aftermarket support for that car. Uh huh. So Sion gave these 
um, they picked what three builders from around the world, around uh, states. They gave them a budget and then a time frame. Yeah. And then you have to come up with something and and then it to be judged like on at SEMA. Yeah. So that was crazy. Like I had a full time job at the time, and and then the car we had it at um, it was in Orange County. So anytime after work, I'd have to like sit in traffic for an hour or two and just to go work on the car, mm-hmm. work on it late and then go back to work. Like it was for like 90 days. It wow. was crazy. And all of us, it was, it was brutal. Yeah. How was it working with, um, with other people on a build? It's, it's a lot of head button. You have to like work around things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it definitely, it's, it's hard cause everyone has different ideas of how you want something to look, you know? Um, we did agree on a lot of things and then a lot of things were like, we're stuck with time frame. we're stuck with money, like everything, it, it just has to work, you know? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, everyone has to pull their own weight and something like that. It's hard, especially with four people, you know? Yeah. Um, it's tough, but it was, that was a journey. Like it was awesome to be on. So what was that crunch time like to SEMA? We, we barely, so they picked, they were supposed to pick up that car that day and, uh, um, I think we had the truck wait like an hour or two before we could finish the car before oh, it can get loaded man. on. Yeah. That sounds like every SEMA story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was a part of, I did the whole, like I put the turbo kit on and uh-huh. did all that. But yeah, we did a custom wide body kit molded on. Nice. Um, yeah. That put on bags, custom wheels and everything. It was, the car was, it was nice. It was, it was fun to look at. It was, and you guys won the challenge. Yeah. Nice. What was the reward? It was, what, $10,000? Whoa. Yeah. So what ended up happening with the car? Uh, I think Toyota still has it. It mm-hmm. might be in, like, Toyota, like, showroom or something somewhere, and maybe in Texas. So they just give you the car, mm-hmm. give you a budget, mm-hmm. you build it, and then you just give it back to them. Right. Gotcha. Well, some of them are crusher cars, you know? So mm-hmm. they, they use it for stuff like that promo. Yeah. And then they get rid of it after, you know? And I think they kept ours. So that cool. That's dope. So after that, did uh did you notice uh, the attention yeah. on you guys go up? Definitely. Yeah, so that helped us with the FRS community stuff as well, with the sign in general, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when we, uh, my brother opened up a shop, and then it took off from there. Damn. How did that end up going, the shop? Um, so my brother, I guess he, he didn't have a job at the time and then because we were doing all that stuff so he took time off and then didn't have a job so mm-hmm. we just dedicated time to that yeah and then after that was all said and done um we were working out of our garage and then we were living in an apartment at the time uh-huh. and then neighbors started complaining like man you're working on too many cars like cars are in and out and like parking and stuff like that oh so they the landlord tried to kick us out and and at that time, my brother's like, we got to find a shop, you know, and take this, like, either I find a job or we open up shop. So I helped him do that. And then, um, yeah, we just started doing that. And it, it was, we started focusing on, like, FRSs just because that's what we knew. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly, gradually, like, got into, like, other cars and stuff. And then that's when we started working with, like, Super Street and stuff and uh, worked on their Rocket Bunny FRS mm-hmm. and started doing a lot of stuff like with Toyota and it just took off. So is the shop around still? Yeah, definitely. Where's the shop at now? It's in Monrovia. Dope. Yeah. So it's a bigger spot. It's like probably double the size that it was before. That's awesome, man. So he's doing that. So how involved are you with the shop now? 
I'm still there all the time. Yeah, I go there after work or if he needs help and stuff, mm-hmm. like I'll go there like after my day job and go wrench on cars and stuff. So what kind of jobs does he have now? Well, he started out doing like full like car wraps and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then just bolts on stuff. And then um, now he's like into maintenance and like taking on like, he does a lot of SEMA projects. He does a lot of like, um, just a lot of aftermarket stuff. Got you. Yeah. Dope, man. So how did you get into drifting? So I met uh, Ken Gushi uh-huh. through um, work when I was working at Toyota. And I had the FRS and like how small the FRS scene was at that time. He he saw my car often and I, he lives down the street from me. Mm-hmm. So it was like inevitable to like see each other around, you know, like even events and stuff. Because he probably had to be there and I was there in anyway. Yeah. Um, I started talking to him and then, um, we just clicked and then started doing like, uh, holding events and stuff and then doing like, like learner, like drift events, like practice stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, just started doing it from there. So what was your first time like drifting? I actually, I think I got it down pretty quick. Like really just like donuts and stuff, nothing crazy, like connecting and stuff. Yeah. It was like more of like the donut stuff and it's not like. Like when you're with, like, obviously he's pro, um, but when you're around someone that's good, all you have to do is just watch. And then you kind of get a sense of like, this is what I need to do, you know? Yeah. Not on that level, but it gives you an idea of like how it should be, you know? Yeah. So I I think I just learned from that. So what car was this that you were drifting? Those are my FRS. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. So I used it for time attack and drift at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of overbuilt that car, and the reason why that's the reason why I sold it is because it was like faster than what I could handle. Uh huh. And then I couldn't, you can't build a car for both because for drifting, you need a lot of angle. That car didn't have it. Um, if I did an angle kit, it wouldn't be good for time attack, you know? Oh. So I kind of used it for what I could and then just had fun with it. What power was it making? It had a Jackson Racing Supercharger on it, so it had like like 264 to the wheels. Got you. And that's pretty good power. So what made you go towards Jackson versus a Vortec kit? So I like the the linear power it had on it. I was going to go a turbo, um, but at that time, I wanted to build the car for a time attack. So I was like, what's going to be better for the long run mm-hmm. of like what I want to use it for? And the Jackson Racing at the time was car legal, um, mm. and it was just easier route. And I liked the way the setup was. You know, It looked clean. It was easy maintenance. Yeah. Um, it didn't it didn't mess with my oil so it had this separate like um supercharger oil the okay. fluid so if that were to go bad like the engine's still fine you know got you got you yeah got so you. everything just looked good yeah yeah so did you uh start to like um drifting more than time attack i did and it caught on quick and then it's like a different feeling though um because we're on time attack like you're into it it's intense like yeah. you're trying to beat yourself right Drifting is all about fun, though. It's like you can have so much fun doing it with your friends. Yeah. And then you got to have a car that you don't care about because you're going to mess something up. Yeah. Like you're going to hit a wall. Or you're going to hit <laughs> yeah. something. You know, it's yeah. going to happen. Um, but the fact that you can make these cars look really dope and then they're, like tear them up, it's yeah. even better, you know? That's sick, yeah. man. So did uh, Kangushi take you under his wing? Kind of did, yeah. It was more of like a friend thing than anything. Yeah. But it was. it's always been good. And now that I can say I like I'm friends with him, but work with him, it's pretty awesome. So at the time when you first met him, who yeah. was his uh, main title sponsor? It's always been Greddy, I think Greddy and Toyota. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have a relationship um, with Kenji? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. 
so they actually took me under too really yeah it's it's an honor honor to Hell be, like, yeah, be man. with them you know um that's whenever i got into because i recently after i sold the frs i got back into the honda scene yeah yeah so when i sold the frs like um i wanted to build another honda right but it's so saturated with good builds it's hard to come up you know yeah and then i wanted to meet those honda track guys because those guys are fast you know and then i wanted to build something that i could like show for and and learn to drive drive a front wheel drive again and then uh hang out with that crew mm -hmm. and um that's when i picked up another integra mm -hmm. so i started working on that and then um i was already friends with Greddy uh with kenji and stuff mm -hmm. and before i had like uh, actual honda yeah. again um just for through drifting and stuff you know and then when i picked up the integra um i found this uh Greddy turbo kit on offer up oh okay and i was like because you couldn't find them new anywhere it's hard to find mm -hmm. and then i found one and i sent it to kenji and i was like this thing's kind of busted but it's Greddy, you know <laughs> it, came, it had like a busted intercooler like the turbo was probably blown and yeah. like it just needed it had the manifold like it was stamped and everything. Yeah. And I was like, man, I should get this. And then I sent it to him. He's like, yeah, buy it. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> he's like, I can rebuild it for you. No way. Yeah. So I bought it and then I took it, took it to Grady and <clears throat> they, uh, they cleaned it up for me. Kendi took care of it. He rebuilt it. He's like, I got a rebuild kit for it. So you're fine there. Yeah. Got the, um, the manifold like ceramic coated and all that. And mm -hmm. then, and then that's why I like, I wanted to build the, my car my current integra like like to be like a 96 like integra you know like in that era yeah um so i wanted like a b-series turbo uh and then yeah have the gretty they redid like the piping and stuff on it and it was crazy for kenji's like yeah to bring the car here and we'll we'll take care of it like we'll work on it here and it was cool to have my car there you know yeah. and have them like focus on that it was like man this is crazy fuck yeah and like dude. growing up is like man this is gritty performance like i would never have a chance <laughs> to be in there you know and yeah. then for them to be working on your car it's like holy cow yeah I, I still have those feelings to this day man yeah you know shout out to kenji dude yeah um whenever i see him you know yeah. we'll just talk and bullshit but it's still in the back of my mind i'm just like starstruck yeah bro. I'm like i always tell him dude you're fucking og you know yeah. it's so weird that you end up having these conversations with people like that, right. like him and then like Steve from HMO and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. like, fuck, yeah. dude, you guys are, you guys are like people that I looked up to yeah. when I was coming up, you yeah. know, even people like Ryan, even like you know? Jonathan. Yeah. Like, I looked up Jonathan growing up. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Just having him to come here and do the podcast, dude, that meant so much to me, bro. Yeah. Because it's like these people are really, you know, the 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 founders of the community, mm -hmm. and they all play their own specific part yeah. in it at their their time, right? You know, and um, so dope, man. Yeah, it's so dope to just be able to sit down with these people and actually have like uh, a friendship, right? You know, and it makes you realize that the position that they're at is somewhere where you can be at right. and all it's going to take is just, you know, that just hard work, work and yeah. grinding just and being out there. Definitely. Yeah. And just realizing that the issues that they're going through at that level, yeah, you, you're going through the same thing, but just at like a different level, you know? There, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome, man. And, Shout out to them. And Kenji is always working on his car. Like yeah. he still has the passion for cars. It's awesome to see. And he's so like particular about his builds and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy i saw that whole ef come together like really I helped, him, I helped him with it and 
and seeing it as a bare shell it was and to see where it's at now it's crazy so what was the idea for it at first was this like a nostalgic building yeah i guess he that was one of his first cars or something mm -hmm. and that's he wanted to build with all his knowledge now he wanted to build something like as it is you know it's yeah pretty cool yeah definitely man that car and then the uh the one that they just released at sema which one the supra oh yeah, yeah that, that was crazy. sick yeah, man that was crazy that's like a honda build yeah but on the super full, chassis full tucked with like 2j <laughs> yeah it's pretty sick i loved it i don't know much about those cars so i was looking at the motor i'm like uh, this looks different than yeah. everybody else's yeah, this is yeah. the same motor yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that came out dope, man. That's Actually, cool. They didn't have, did they? They didn't have a two J in that one. I don't think. No, 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 no. no. It was yeah, just yeah. the regular one, but they yeah. had the the manifold on it. Oh it yeah. Just for me, if it's not a Honda motor, I'm not really sure yeah. <laughs> what it is. That's true. So when I seen that manifold, I'm like, yo, this looks a lot different <laughs> than the other ones. But yeah. he just killed it, man. Shout out to Kenji. Yeah, they worked hard on that, and I saw that like be as a shell too, and I didn't see it finished until it was that SEMA, you know, mm -hmm. and that was crazy that's dope man yeah. so you get the uh the integra mm -hmm. you um you start building it and your idea is to make it a time attack car no honestly i wanted a daily just to have fun with you know like a cheap car yeah so at that time i sold the frs and i had some money to play with um i wanted to build i picked up the integra for like a uh, thousand bucks mm -hmm. and then i was like man because i get bored quick and i want to just build something you know like yeah like me to cars is the like the joy of building these cars is what I, I like doing you know yeah so I get bored quick and then I, I I was done with the FRS at that time so I was like okay I'm gonna get rid of it while it's still good mm -hmm. got some money built the Integra and then just like sat on it you know um, started meeting the Honda community again and then uh, just started tracking it I remember you had that car for a while before you started doing anything with which one? The Integra. Which um actually I got down to it pretty quick. The, um, is that the same one that you have now? Which one? No, it's not. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought not. it was the same car. No, which one are you talking about? The white one or the the green one? Oh, the green one. I've had that one for maybe um less than two years. Got you. Okay, yeah. I thought that that was the same. No, the I got, same I picked car. up an automatic white one and got then you. I did a five five speed swap in it. Um, and I built that one and then the, when the green one came up, um, my friend had it sitting in his driveway and it was a bare shell. It had JDM front already. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do a JDM front on the white one. And then, um, I was like, man, that it was already painted. The green one was already painted. It had the JDM front. And I was like, man, I can just sell this one and then just buy the shell yeah. from, you know, uh, I ended up selling the white one and then I traded a set of wheels for the shell for the oh, green one. No shit. Yeah. What kind of wheels? That's some SSRs. Oh, wow. So I got those like redone and they're worth maybe like 1500 bucks, you know? And then I was like, I'll trade you this, these wheels for the shell. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, it's just sitting in my yard, you know, like take it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I picked up the green one and then I took all my parts off the white one and sold it stock. Yeah. And then, um, just transferred everything over to the green one and then i had so much trouble with the green one really because it was sitting for so long and i didn't know the last owner who had it uh -huh. and it had a, like a um i put a motor in it and then it ran and then after that it like just died so it dropped a valve right and i was like man this is weird you know because um because i was like it should be good i had a new motor in it got it from hmo and stuff mm -hmm. and i was like dude the motor has to be good and then uh started thinking about it and then it had a 
had bad gas in it. Mm. So I dumped, I took out the gas tank and it had a rusted gas. I guess they ran E85 in it like before and it just ate up all the, the gas tank. Got you. So I was spitting that into the engine and just blew, I blew two motors. Oh, wow. Of it. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And then this was before I could even drive it, you know? And I was like, man, this sucks. Like, how, how did it blow it? Like it, it, was, it was just, uh, it was quick. So no, the gas was uh, sticky cause yeah. it, it was contaminated. So it would, as soon as it would spray in the back of your valves or whatever, it would gunk up. Uh huh. And then your engine was done because no, your valves weren't moving anymore. So, so how long was it before you realized that that was the issue? That, it, that was, it was a good couple, maybe a month because I was like over it, you know? Yeah. And then, um, so I was supposed to run FF battle with it. Mm-hmm. And then I found out it was bad gas. And then, uh. That's when I got a new tank, and then I redid all the lines. Um, I pretty much re- had to rebuild the whole car from the ground up, like bare shell. Damn. Yeah, in, in order to get where it's at today, you know. What made you come to that conclusion that it was the gas? Because um, I did all the checks. Like, everything else would look good. And, you know, like, those cars are easy to tear apart, you know. And then got down to it. I finally did a gas um, sample. Mm-hmm. And then overnight, it, like, it split into two different, like, fuel and something yellow you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like the oil and water thing you mm-hmm. know yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and then and it just smelt like tarnish so it smelt bad yeah it's like man it's it's gotta be it so i finally pulled the the pump and then looked inside and it looked all rusted and stuff oh shit i, I dropped it and then i was like man it's gotta be it you know so i bought a new tank and i wasn't even sure if that was going to fix my problem mm-hmm but then I got a new tank and then cleaned out all the lines and then put a new motor back in it. Or actually just rebuilt that motor. And that's the same motor that's in it right now. Nice. So I did the head gasket and all that stuff. Put a new gas tank in it and then it's been running ever since. So, yeah. So that was a huge headache. So, so what was it like getting out of the uh, FRS community and back in the Honda community? It was hard. Um, because you're not going to build, like nowadays, you're not going to build something that is going to stand out, you know. So... I didn't care about that. Yeah. I was like, man, there's a lot of ideas that I want to put like into this car. And I've been renting for so long now that I had a bunch of ideas that like that I could do by myself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, I want something clean. I want something that I can beat on. Um, and then let's just see where it goes. You know, like Mm -hmm. Honda parts are cheap. Um, I can pretty much buy whatever I want for the car and put it together by myself. Yeah. So like the whole car has been put together by me and a buddy mm-hmm. and, um, it's, and then I take it, it's been to like 20, 30 track events, you know, wow. <laughs> like it's like, I can beat on it yeah, and not have to worry. And I think that's the best part about working on cars is like being able to, to buy something and to put it together and then go out and test it, you know, mm-hmm. and then to be reliable and stuff. That's a, it's rewarding. What was your, uh, FRS supporters? What were they saying? About what? About you getting out of that that community. So and... all my 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 contracts and stuff were up at that time, uh-huh. like sponsors and stuff. But they knew me as a person, not just from my car. You got know? you. And got I think you. that's where that came in, because like a lot of sponsors, like um, it wasn't just like promoting these companies. Like I knew these on the like a friendly basis, you know. Yeah. And then it was so it was easy for me to be to like get rid of that, and then okay, I'm starting something new. Got like, you, yeah. If you guys want to be a part of this, this is what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And then they're always, they've always had my back, like, and I'm thankful for that, you know? Yeah. Um, so what are some companies that you work with with the the Integra? Um, Nitto Tires. They've been supporting all my cars, mm-hmm. um, me and my brother. Um, uh, Grady Performance, um, Reaction Coilovers. 
they've they've helped me out a lot nice um just like it's very small it's like like a handful of companies that that have my back but it's always fun so when you started doing these honda track events were uh was that group of people very inviting to you they were yeah yeah because um i guess it it depends how you like carry yourself too you know because you can't just go in there and like you i'm the fastest dude out here i have the best car out here you know yeah because you're always you're always there's always room for improvement um so i went there and, and a lot of them knew like that i came from the frs and stuff so they knew me from that and they're like oh cool you have a honda now so yeah. they have more to relate to you know yeah and then i just wouldn't become a better driver all around so i would let people drive my cars and like those fast guys out there you know mm-hmm. and like you see a nice car out there and you're like man he's not going to the track you know but like i built my car for the track so it's always out there yeah and then uh i think that's why a lot of people like like see my car is because it looks good in photos or whatever and and i actually drive the car yeah and that's what i built it for but those guys out there like because the fast guys out there like their cars don't look the greatest yeah they're all about performance you know they're like this is i'm chasing lap times you know i don't care about how it looks yeah um i was on a different page i guess i wanted it to look good and be like somewhat competitive yeah like because I can't dedicate my whole time to being fast, you know? So I want something that I can be proud of, like, as a car. Um, Why do you think that that disconnection is around where dudes that they don't put any attention on aesthetics or cleanliness and they just want to get that time? But it really seems like they could have both in my eyes. Right. I think it it has a lot to do with money Um, because – I mean, you do beat on it, and yeah. then who's gonna spend like a thousand bucks on a like fenders that you might go off track and break? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like it's scary. Um, so they're gonna spend that money towards something that's gonna help them go Got faster, you. you know. And yeah. Did you ever do any of the FF battles? I did. So I've been in the last two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Before that, I was in. Um, I drove the FRS in two events for Super Street. Uh huh. But FF Battle was something I always looked up to in the magazines because, like, that was dope, you know? Yeah. Um, I was like, man, I want to build. That was one of my main goals of owning Honda again. I was like, man, I want to build something so I can be in that, you know? Um, so, yeah, two years in a row, I got to run FF Battle. And how'd you end up doing? I was in the middle of the pack. I think I was, like, eight. Um, got you. Those guys are fast, man. Really? Yeah, they're crazy. Who are some of the big names in that community? Um, and the track guys. Yeah. Uh, you know Amir. He drives the NSX, the K swapped NSX. Okay. Uh, Dwayne. He runs our compound. Okay. Those guys are fast, man. They're they don't have that much power, but dude, they're flying down these tracks. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, underground guys that are just killing it. I've never been out there before, no? man. I I should check it out one of these yeah, days. Definitely. Yeah. But that was always something that was just different from the things that I was into. Yeah. You know, uh, I would like to get into something for, you know, uh, driving and, you know, drifting or yeah. track or something like that. Right. But the the closest thing to us is at least two hours or right. more. Yeah. You know, um, even drag racing. I would love to go out drag racing, yeah. but it, it's a lot of work. You know, it I, is. I don't really have many people around here that I wrench with or do car stuff with or anything like that. So it'd be more on the solo tip. Right. You know, that's hard to do too. You need, you need a crew that can help you yeah. and, and make you feel comfortable what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like to the track, you need like not necessarily a pit crew, but people that are know what they're, that know what they're doing, you know? 
Yeah, so. I don't have none of that. But I would love to, man. Yeah, I, I love it. I love drag racing and I love drifting. I would yeah. love to even try it out. Dude, one you of come these out. Days. I go all the time. Oh, dude, <laughs> let me know next time. Yeah, I, I definitely. would definitely go out there, dude. Yeah. Um, I went to Grid Life last year. Oh yeah. Yeah, Grid Life. I didn't Atlanta. get to. I was supposed to go that time. Too. Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah. Work came into play, but I heard yeah. it was fun. It was really cool, yeah. man. Um. I just admire them so much for what they do. Their like, car control. Yeah. yeah. As far as the automotive sport, that's probably like my number one most favorite sport to yeah. watch. Right. You know, drag racing is cool. Yeah. But when you're you're just chasing like a, a tenth of a second or yeah. whatever, it's not as exciting to me as it is for the team and the drivers. Right. You know, as far as like um a sport that I like to watch, drifting is so cool. Definitely. Man. Because you yeah. don't even have to be into cars yeah, exactly. to watch drifting. Yeah. And that's when my first drift event, I wasn't I didn't know what drifting was. And I saw I was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. These dudes are really like getting down. It's crazy. You yeah. Know? And even going to an event like Formula Drift, yeah. it, it's mind blowing, right? dude. Yeah. So at one of the uh the last events, you guys won an award, right? Yeah, we won first place um in Irwindale. Nice. Yeah, yeah. When was that? That was um, in October gotcha. last year. Yeah. So what was that like? That was amazing. It was crazy because uh, Ken hasn't been on the podium for a while, you know. And then to be first place, it's it was amazing to be in, at Irwindale, his hometown too. Yeah. So that was cool. That was it was a lot of emotion that came down to that because he he's had a like struggled the whole year, mm -hmm. just like car troubles and stuff like that. And then to finally come out on top on that was amazing nice so yeah. you're part of the team so yeah like last year was probably my highlight of like so far you know it was a lot um a lot of travel um i actually got offered to be a part of the team last year um, very cool yeah man. it was another driver for through Greddy. Uh -huh. they um because ken had his team already and i didn't want to jump into that because those guys are like they're like they're good already you know yeah so i didn't want to go and mess anything up yeah so they they uh they have another like pro am driver, um, pro two driver that they asked they needed help, and uh, he was sponsored by Grady as well. And then they he they mentioned my name to him, he hit me up and I was like, dude, I'm down. Yeah. Like let's do it. So I um, so all those events like that we were at like Ken was still running that weekend as well. So I would jump back and forth to both teams. And that was my, I just went in for the experience, you know, yeah. like to be behind the pits to like what goes on. And then it's, it's crazy. Like being on a race team, you know, yeah. when, when time matters, when everything has to work, you know? Yeah. And it's cool to, to get a win and to know that you were on that team. Like it's, it's gnarly. Celebration for everybody. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's a whole, besides being like the driver, everyone has their own part of like winning. Now, what know? was your part in it? I changed all tires and stuff. Um, pretty much anything that needs to be done, like, because um, we we change gearing for each track, like um, uh, sway bars or just suspension setups, like anything that needed to be done for that track had to be like it was just us, you know. Yeah. Like, cause the tires last maybe two laps, and then you have to change them. Mm. So we'd have to run back and forth to pits to like to go change out wheels, change out tires. Um, the NOS bottle has to be filled. Like, like if he needed a drink or something, like we we're like, that was us, you know, yeah. this is like a small five man team. So you have a, a guy in the a spotter that's telling you where to put the car. You know, you have your driver, you have people that are changing wheels and tires, putting up gas. Like everything is, has to be on time. Cause you, 
like you maybe have a couple minutes before each run, you know, yeah. before you can go out and handle business. So it sounds like a lot of pressure. It's crazy. How do yeah. you deal with that? It's, it's fun. That's what I like growing up when I went to like car shows and stuff or like events like that. Like I've always wanted, I admired the teams, the yeah. people behind the, like the cars, you know, that are going out to go do like solid laps or no. Um, or like car shows, like I would see like these awesome builds and be like, man, I want like the guy that put this car together is like, that's what interests me, you know, how this car came together. Yeah. Not just like how it looks right now, you know? So I wanted to be a part of like that team or any race team. So last year having that opportunity was awesome. So did that change your mind on the, the sport of drifting after you being uh, a part of it? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's corporate, you know? Um, being on like a large scale, like Formula Drift, and then being like drifting on streets or like like local events, like it's totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing that I've always admired about Formula Drift is when you go there, it feels like a real sport. Yeah, like feels like something like NASCAR. Right. You know. Yeah. And that's one aspect of that that I wish that we would have. You know, maybe in our community, right. like the Honda community or something like that, where yeah. we had. Um, more attention from the corporate side of things where we can get bigger sponsors, maybe like Monster, right. Rockstar, or something like that, you know, because right. we have the numbers. Right. But I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what the disconnect is. Yeah. You know, I, I think maybe it has to just do with the the community. Yeah. They're, they're not really represented in the, the most professional way. Right. So you're not getting the eyes of these companies. And you kind of have those guys that mess it up for everyone. Yeah. Know? No, definitely, man. And uh it's a shame because even before I got into into the automotive community, like right. seeing all the old events like Nopi and things like that, I'm like, why can't we have that yeah. anymore? You know? And a lot of those events don't have the same feel like they used to. It's it sucks, you know? Yeah. Cuz like the Nopi days were amazing. Like but yeah, it's not like that anymore. I missed all of that, dude. Yeah. You know, my my good old days are like the uh, iBox and H days and uh, Import Alliance. Even and, Import and Alliance like was that. there. Yeah. Dude. It had that good feeling. I still remember those, and those yeah. are awesome. And I'm always trying to wonder how much the event really played a part in it versus yeah. the, the people, people, right? You know, because it, it's always like that. Every time you talk to somebody about you know cars or music or whatever, it's always about you know i like this certain artist i like this car i I, it was better back in the day but does that have to do with those times or does that have to do with you personally and sometimes i think it is is me personally like because those memories that i had it really didn't have much to do with the shows right it wasn't like oh man there was such a nice car there you know it was more about the people, the memories you had with the definitely, people. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And sometimes I wish that I would have, you know, stepped back a little bit and just soaked in those yeah. memories as they were happening. Yeah. But yeah. at that time you had to do what you had to do and business was business. right? Yeah, yeah. So, definitely dude. To get where you are today. I mean, that's what you had to do. It was a lot of grinding, man. It was, you know, yeah. a lot, a lot of people, they always tell us like, Oh, downstar blew up fast. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it was only 10 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they didn't see everything in between. Right. Yeah. But you were around for the early I parts was. of it, dude. Yeah. I've seen your growth from the beginning, man. It's been awesome. Thank like, you, man. I appreciate it. That's the reason why, like I, I started what I started because I used to listen to a lot of like, of your inspiration stuff really yeah man and that's what i think one of your things you said about like working 
what eight dollars for like eight dollars an hour or whatever right and yeah it's like is eight dollars an hour worth your life or whatever yeah and that that clicked with me and i was like man that's that's so true like yeah and that got me pumped thank you man i appreciate yeah. that dude and that's why i was putting that info out because i knew so many people like yourself seen the start of downstar you right. know whether if you were on end of bp or whatever right you've seen it start from nothing to something right and i want people to know especially if there's people that just started following us in the last few years like look there was so much more grinding yeah. that came to this yeah now if you want to do something today is the, the day, day right. that you start no matter if you don't have an idea or well what am i i don't have money yeah. none of that no, shit matters no, yeah get a notebook write some names on it write a logo yeah i want to do these ideas or something like that and then go from there there's you know? so much around us now it's easy to do like yeah you just gotta put put effort and especially all the connects right. that you have yeah. so let's go ahead and talk about it man let's talk okay. about your brand yeah um so do you what do you call it is it just very it's just very yeah. okay yeah cool so what what's the history on that when did that come up so like i said it was something that clicked with what you said like i, I listen to a lot of like inspirational stuff like gary v yeah he's one um and then i was at work and i was probably dead one time and i was like man like I'm just wasting my time being here, you know, like there's no work coming through and I'm like, I'm sitting on the clock and you got to be clocked in for eight, 10 hours a day, you know? Yeah. And I'm, and after work is when I really started to like do things. I'm like, okay, this is my day job. But once I get off work, like that's when the, when the crunch starts happening, you know? Yeah. So I was like, man, I want to do something that I can like have my friends be a part of enjoy at the same time, you know? And this is just a, a side gig, something that something fun that I wanted to see if I can get started off the ground, you know? Yeah. So um, I started, I was looking up like names. It's like, it's hard to find like saturated with like clothing companies and all that stuff, right? And it wasn't more for like, oh yeah, I want to start a clothing company. I want to make tons of money off this. It's, it's not going to happen, you know? Yeah. I wanted something that I can be proud of and then something that has worth like doing. So um, I was looking up names and then something short, something that meant something, you know? Yeah. So Vary was like, I can incorporate anything really because Vary is just like, it's it's whatever you want, you know? And since I was already into like, I've been into skating, I've been into cars, like um, I work on cars and stuff. So like all of that, like I travel a lot, you mm -hmm. know, like I wanted to do something that I can bring all that into, you know? So I have like, like all of us, we have a good group of friends like that are very talented in, in everything they do, you know, but a lot of these people, like they work for regular jobs, regular companies and stuff. Yeah. But they don't get like highlighted in like what they're good at, you know, like, cause I have friends that are photographers that shoot for certain companies or whatever, but they're probably not happy at, the, at their job, you know, yeah. but yeah, the work is so amazing. So I wanted to like incorporate that. I wanted to bring them on like, and not like to like pay these people or anything it's just like you have extra work like there's probably photos that your friends aren't using you know yeah but that's a badass photo like let's use it you know and then i wanted to be that guy to like i want to learn how to make shirts or mm -hmm. how to come up with a company or i wanted to see the background stuff yeah like i wanted to um so i hit up my cousin he was a graphic designer and i was like I want to start this clothing company. I didn't tell anyone because, because like it's a crazy idea, right? You yeah. bring up something like I want to start a company, you know, like you have to tell the right people. Yeah, 
that's yeah. what it is. And I, I told my friends like that are close to me like, and then some of them were like, yeah, it's gonna take some work, you know. Yeah. And I was like, it's gonna take some money or like, and that doesn't scare me, you know. Like, and then when I started it, and I wasn't like, man, I like, how am I gonna sell this stuff, you know? Like that never crossed my mind. Like, I just wanted to make stuff, and if it sold, it sold, you know. So I wanted to see the background stuff, like, so buying shirts, you know, or finding a screen printer or making a logo, mm -hmm. um, doing all that stuff is like, 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 how are these companies doing that? You know? So I wanted to be a part of that, like by myself. Like, yeah. so I came up with a name, uh, I got a couple of designs, you know, um, start out with find your local screen printer or whatever it is, yeah. you know, go buy a couple of shirts yeah. and then start out with a small batch and just wear it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, um, like a lot of my friends are like, dude, like, let me get a shirt, you know, yeah. I'm down to Rocky, you yeah. know? And like, like what you said about C2 is like me giving that to him. Like, that's what I wanted to do. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. I wanted to be, I want to be a company that can bring up kids that are up and coming, you know, not use them, but like, like I remember the first like company shirt that I got for free. Like yeah. I was super hyped. Yeah. You know? I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'll wear it every day. Like, wear the <laughs> stuff, you know? yeah. like so for me to like be able to have a company that I can like give to kids or give to like the homies or something yeah and they actually want to wear it and like dude that's awesome yeah, yeah. definitely dude so i wanted like to bring like since i've i've came from the skating community like like i work on like pros cars i, I hang out with a bunch of like professionals and, like athletes and like whatever you know mm -hmm. um so i kind of know what direction like it how it, what it takes to get to that you know so if i can like i wanted to bring up kids like and move them in that direction or help them like in any way, you know? Yeah. And then whether it's giving them free product or like stuff like that, like make them feel like, like they're doing something right, you know? Yeah. Like that's a good feeling. And that's what I wanted out yeah. of the company. Definitely. Especially if kids are out there trying hard, you know, yeah. just like C2, dude, he's trying to skate all the yeah. time. Like he's always outside trying something, showing me clips and things like that. Like yeah. there's so many kids like that. And from from that point to the point where you're gonna get sponsored, yeah, that's a that's a big road it to is. go down. Yeah, and it's a it's a long road, and you uh, you're probably not gonna get sponsored. Right. It's gonna be hard, you Definitely. know. So if there's companies like yourself that see these kids and you you can relate to yeah. where they're coming from and their struggles, yeah, and then you just flow them like a hat or a shirt yeah. or something, dude. Their eyes light up they, so quick, dude, and it motivates them even more to go out and do it. You know, yeah. And like guys like me and you, we're out there, right? Yeah. We see these kids that are trying hard. Like no one else would notice these people at all, you know? And how do you think these people come up yeah. <clears throat> without without us, you know? And I think that's a cool part of it. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'd like to give a handout every time I can to somebody that's trying hard. You right. Because I remember when I was trying hard at those times and how lonely those times are. Yeah. You know, how, how uncertain it is. Sometimes you don't even know if you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Am I going the right way? Am I doing the right thing? Is right. this is this going to be good for the future? Right. And a lot of that stuff I had to learn on my own. Yeah. But if there's somebody coming up now that I can see that they're going through the same things, yeah. always try to lend them, you know, some kind of help, some encouragement or what right. have you. You know, I was just watching this show on Netflix and it's a... Uh, it's like a hundred humans or something like I that. I did see that. Did I you see that? I didn't watch it. But oh, you yeah. should check it out, dude. It's yeah, sick. It. So they have a group of a hundred people, and they'll um, they basically say like, 
all right, the 20 year olds versus the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. And then you guess like who's going to be the one to perform better in this circumstance or what have you. Yeah. So one was um, they were going to do a test. 50 people would go in and no matter how their performance was, Mm -hmm. you uh, you said that it was terrible. And then the next one, however their performance was, you tell them it was great. No matter if they didn't even do it. It was like a spinning plate on a stick kind of thing. Right. And then the girl, she just kept falling and she's like, oh, she's laughing, you know. And the guy's just like, oh, you're doing great. You know, keep keep at it. Yeah. And then the next one was a girl that she came in and she was perfect with it, spinning it, doing all the things that they said. Yeah. And the guy just, he just tore her apart. You know, that was terrible. Your your form was was horrible. No way. So then after that, the girl that they gave praise to uh, she came back and she was she smoked it really yeah and then the girl that they um they said that she was doing bad yeah she did horrible wow and it just shows how much positive motivation really works yeah you know you tell these kids and i try it all the time because i want christian to be his best yeah so i'm pointing out the things well you need to do this you need to do that yeah but then after seeing that it made me look at things totally different right. you know that even if you are good that negative that negative feedback you get can really do something to you. I think your attitude has a lot to do with it. There's like tons of kids nowadays that are so good at skating, but yet they have a like crappy attitude. Yeah. And that's not going to get them anywhere. You know, yeah. you, you need someone that's going to like be humble, stay at the same time, be just as good, you know? Yeah. And, and being out there, you see all that. Cause like you could see someone's profile and, and right off the bat, see how, like what kind of person they are. Definitely. You know? Yeah. And, um, that's what it was before. Like we'd have to send in our sponsor me videos and they don't know anything about us just by what they see on here, you know? Yeah. And then maybe get an email or phone call. But nowadays it's so easy to be seen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm sure you get it all the time. Like people trying to hit you up for sponsorships yeah. and stuff. Like, like at the same time you're running a business, but you do want to help out some people, you know? And it, it's, it's hard. It's like, yeah. who do, who do I pick to like, give out stuff too or yeah you know definitely I mean? so how do you navigate around that i just i'm out there in the streets like yeah i, I skate as much as i can um i'm always at these events like like i do like you have to be out there or else it'd be just a blind like audition you know mm-hmm. so it's that's how i get around it what's your local park that you go to uh, i go to south amani or rosemead okay um just local parks but i'm usually like if i have a day off like i'll find a new park and i'll try to go out to it you know yeah we're gonna hit ox in our skate park pretty Let's soon do it. <laughs> i'm excited um do you have any kids that skate for you i do i have a couple that um that i give stuff to and they're homies like all around but i know they're really good. they're young too yeah and they're really good and i i give stuff to and and i tell them when they're slacking you know like because yeah. like whenever we were skating like we'd skate all day every day right there was no like nothing in between. Yeah. <clears throat> Nowadays, like there's so much stuff going on that people like tend to fall off, you know, like, oh, I'm tired today. I was like, <clears throat> like, what is that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Just being tired. Like I'm always yeah. doing something, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I want to keep motivating kids and stuff like that. Yeah. So do you look at the brand as just a, a clothing brand or as like more geared towards skateboarding? See, that's the thing when I, I started, like I didn't want it to be geared towards like cars, you know, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of car people are into skating, mm-hmm. but a lot of skaters aren't into cars, you know? So it's, t- it's kind of hard to like intertwine both of them. Yeah. But it's kind of just like an active, like 
clothing brand just being out there going like lifestyle brand. lifestyle brand yeah. of like just doing something whether it is you like working on cars and like like i post car stuff on it and stuff not just because oh it's a cool car this has this parts you know it's because i want people to see like yeah these these regular guys are working on these cars like they go out and drive these cars or um not just like a cool car you know yeah so it's more of like the person rather than the object of like that's why i didn't want to have it just be like all skating because yeah so i wanted to be like versatile like have everybody be able to enjoy it yeah so who helps you with the brand now just me really yeah, yeah. sick yeah dude. so it's something like that i started i'm like okay i'm gonna start this thing and if it goes it goes if not then it's all on me you know yeah so it's all my time and money invested in it it's uh it's it's like everything that i wanted to be a part of like if if it doesn't work out in long long run um i tried yeah i have homies that like supported it from the beginning you know yeah. and then it could branch off into like say i work for a bigger company down the road and they need like me to print shirts or something like it's knowledge that you have you know oh definitely so that's that's what the main goal of it like just to learn something new yeah i've had buddies that um they try to start something and it didn't work yeah then i i tell them like look those connections that you have those are valuable to all kinds of people right you know so if you already know where to get shirts made dude i i've said this before i say you know you go to your local um burrito shop or whatever it is yeah. you know um like here there's a pizza place right. topper's pizza it's like a staple right for this area so go to somewhere like that and see if they have if they have merch right if they don't have merch propose it to them yeah you know if you know how to do uh like photoshop and things like that photoshop it show it to them look hey i made this if you guys want to get some we could do it for x amount you right know, you use those connections right for something yeah and they're they're it invaluable a, man i love it way. that's cool and I mean that's fun to me you know yeah like, i used to go on my lunch breaks just like to run downtown in traffic just to pick up shirts you know yeah. and then after work have to go drop them off at a printer like yeah that drive right there is like is what pushed me you know and that it's cool yeah to have that like on your portfolio like i know how to do this stuff already you know yeah and it, it i mean it's it's cool i try to learn as much as i can like with whatever you know whether it's cars whether it's skating or clothing or whatever you know so where do you see the brand going where where's your vision at so i mean i've i'd never expected it to get like like extra famous or make tons of money off of it or be rich off of it yeah because i have a day job this is just my side gig that i enjoy doing yeah so whether it gravitates to people like I'm just going to keep doing it and see where it goes, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I love it, man. So I, I love that jacket. That's, just, <laughs> that's sick, dude. We got to get you one. <laughs> yeah, that's fresh, bro. I love it. You're always hustling, man. Trying, You're always man. doing something. So um, how has everything that's been going on with the coronavirus affected you? Man, so right now I'm off work for three weeks. Shit. Is yeah. it paid or not? I'm not paid. Really? Yeah. But I'm not too worried about that. Well, depending how long this takes, like it's crazy going on right now, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, it's affecting everyone. Yeah. And um, like, I'm, I'm curious to see how long it's gonna take to recover, and what people are gonna do like after, like they calm it down, you know. And because <clears throat> I know it's affecting like my brother and his clients and stuff. Yeah. Like, because if no one's working, then no one has money to like to spend on anything. Mm-hmm. And how are we going to, like, recover from that? Yeah. Like, because when we start working again, like, 
like everyone's going to be in debt. So that money has to go towards that, you know? Um, so as far as me, like my goal this year, well, this year was to open my own shop. Really? Yeah. Like a Perform- performance like, shop? Yeah. Well, maintenance. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. So I wanted geared towards like track guys and, and do that, you know? Okay. Yeah. So that was my goal. Um, it still is. Um, well, maybe with these interest loans all the way down, right? this might be the perfect good time, time to do it. Yeah. Take out a good chunk. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's my goal. Um, since I've been in the automotive industry for like nine years, um, I, I think I have a good sense of what I want to do. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Should maybe right now just take out a big ass loan and then just go bankrupt and be like, Hey, <laughs> it was 2020. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's a fucked up year. Yeah. <laughs> but it is scary, man. Uh, I was saying this on yesterday's pod. It's like, you know, money never disappears. It just merely changes hands. Right. And, and money is changing hands in really crazy ways right, right now. Uh, I think a lot of the people that had their funds in stocks, dude, they're going through some shit right now. Sure, and yeah. then the people that work um you know paycheck to paycheck yeah. and then they're not getting paid from right. their job and then they have kids that aren't right. in school now bro shit is rough yeah it's for getting them. crazy definitely. you know but then you look at other companies that they're thriving right now you know toilet paper companies oh, yeah. hand sanitizer pretty much everything that's involved in a in a grocery store like buying the yeah consumers right now. definitely yeah. so I don't know what the hell is going to happen, man. You know, um, but that's like a small margin of people that are getting money off of that, you know? Yeah. Which it's kind of always like that too. Yeah, the rich are true. always getting rich, that's man. That's true. But I mean, a lot of rich companies are taking a hit right now because they can't be open. Like the airlines for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like bigger companies are have to lay off people. Like they're losing tons of money every day. Yeah. Like Disney, for instance, not being open, like that's tons of money. Imagine that, dude. Right. The, the, the trickle effect to all of this shit is just going to be horrible. Yeah. I think it's going to be a few years before we even are able to take a, a, a breath and be like, right. all right, that's done with. Yeah. Because even if the, the virus leaves, you know, in, in this month, right. still the, gonna... the problems that that caused, they're still going to be felt for months after for this, even definitely. years. Right. Um, just like when 9-11 happened, you know, 9-11 wasn't something that just happened and then, okay, let's move on. Right. It changed the way that we live life mm-hmm. to this day. You know? Definitely. If people didn't travel back then and they just travel now, they kind of don't realize that back then it was, it was just like catching a bus. Yeah. You know, you just walk up, you don't have to get searched or really anything like that. It was so relaxed. But now when you go to the airport, it's like all the security and stuff. Yeah, together. dude, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Now. And then, you know, the guys with the shoe bombs or whatever, yeah. now you have to take off your shoes and then right. just you, you're losing so much freedoms little by little by little. Right. Just now think about it. Yeah. When all this calms down, when you have to go on a plane, who says that they're not going to test you, right. you know, test your temperature. Yeah. Just like they, they search you. They're going to test your temperature. Who right. knows where this is going to go? Adding up. Yeah. Scary times, man. Right. It's definitely scary. But in these scary times, you just gotta, just gotta be positive right. and try to look at the bright side. And, you know, just a lot of people staying home right now. This is time to catch up on things that you've been putting on the back burner. Whether there's, you know, designs that you've wanted to do, clothing, things like that, or 
or whatever, you know, I'm going to be focusing on the YouTube channel a lot yeah. if it comes to a point where we're not going to be able to come into the shop. Yeah. And anymore. I think it'll help a lot of people get through it, you know, because they, they have something to watch. It's something that's important, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of fear right now, and I, I definitely don't want to add to it. Mm -hmm. So with this time, just think of it more as like a, a mandatory time to spend with your family. Right. You know, um, work's slowing down. So instead of just chilling out here and stressing about shit, yeah. let's go skate it up. Right. Have a great day. Yeah. You know, and this is why I'm here. I mean, it's be productive. Use my day wisely. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, I'm excited where everything's going with you, bro. I appreciate um, it. You've always been a great guy ever since I've known you. And you've always had a great head on your shoulders. I appreciate it. And uh, I know that this brand can be whatever you want it to be. And just I, I, I wish you success in the drifting as <clears> well. Thank you. You know, you being able to be on that team so close to, you know, arguably one of the best drifters right. out there. You know, that's that's going to be awesome that you're so close to be able to, to suck up that knowledge right. and those gems, dude. And it's an exciting time. It is. It's scary, but it's it's exciting, yeah. too. So um, before we get out of here, where can uh, people find you at? Yeah, you can find me on my personal Instagram at meng.t or the clothing company at The Verico. Dope, man. We'll have it listed below. And um, before we get out of here, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Heel Toe Automotive. Um, Mark is a great guy, dude. Nice. He's been in the community since 2002, and that's like literally one of the OGs. And uh, I love to see him successful, and I'm glad nice. that he's part of the podcast. That's awesome. So make sure you guys check him out at heeltoeauto.com or on Instagram, Heel Toe Automotive. If you got to this part of the episode, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Please go show him your support. And, uh, Thank you guys for the support, man. You know, this podcast is awesome, bro. I love yeah. it. And it gives me an excuse to sit down with friends and right. just chop it up for a few hours. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, thank you, brother. But uh, once again, guys, it's Downtime with Downstar, uh, episode 154. And we out. Peace. Peace.